Immigration's always been an issue that inflames passions. We're going to hopefully get a lot of people coming in, and they're all going to come in legally. Hello, and welcome to All Roads Lead Here, a project documenting immigration stories, activism, resources, and immigration law. I'm your host, Daniel Roque, and I'm here joined by my guest, Maria. Hi, Daniel. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Very good. Thank you for uh, doing this interview with me. I know you're not feeling so well. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Hey, <laughs> of course, anytime. You know, I love uh, recording people's stories. So uh, my first question is, how old are you and where are you from? I'm, I'm from Ecuador. Guayaquil, Ecuador, and I was 30 years old when I arrived to United States. How old are you now? I'm 61 years old. Oh, okay. And what was your life like back home? My life back home was uh, go to the, like everybody else, growing, playing with other kids, going to the school, then uh, after I finished elementary and high school, I went to medical school. After I finished medical school is when I decided uh, I want to study, I want to go to do my, my training in genetic. Um, but I didn't know any English at that time. So the best way was to come to United States, learn the English, and then go from there. So uh, you're saying that English made you want to want to come to the United States? Yes, because um, at that time Ecuador didn't offer any any training, any extra training in medicine. So the best way was to actually I want to go to England, and but no English. That was my problem. I didn't speak any English. So the best way was to start coming to United States. It was cheaper to come here than go to Europe to study English. So you're talking uh, about how Ecuador used to be. I'm not sure if Ecuador is like that now, but what are your, uh, some of your daily memories from living in Ecuador? Like what were things you used to do? Like what was it like growing up there? What's well, like a, a regular, I believe like a, Everybody else uh, playing, going in the summertime vacations at the beach. They what something my memory, my best memory is the, the all the the meetings with the family. We are a family, the nine kids. So every pa, every birthday, every Christmas was a big big thing. A lot of food, a lot of cooking and talking, laughing, like everybody else. Like everybody else. That's, that's, uh, that's nice to hear. Do you think that Ecuador has anything, like would you say special, that maybe you think doesn't exist, like the culture is something different that doesn't exist here in the U.S.? Or is there any similarities between the cultures or differences? No, the culture is completely different. We are very late lay back, everything is not in the rush like here. Like if we make a difference here, every, everything is fast, fast, fast. You go, for example, you go for a coffee 
is in one hour, everything is done. You invited somebody home, everything is in two hours, people have to go. Over there, people is more relaxed. Everything takes time. If you meet with somebody, it's no rush, it's no that you are watch, looking at the watch, I have to go. It's, I think, our Latin America culture is relaxed compared with American culture. Yeah, and I feel like that, uh, that reflects itself in like a lot of the processes of coming to this country. I know that, uh, yeah, I know my parents certainly back where they're from, the culture is very, very laid back and it's better in some regards, I think. It's better in some way, but here you can see, uh, you can see, I can say the future here is more bright. It's brighter than than Latin America. Like I can say from my country. Like the, why opportunity, do you... the opportunities here are bigger. Everybody, what I think after almost 30 years I'm here in the United States, here I always say is the land of the opportunity. Everybody have opportunity here. Why do you think, uh, or why do you perceive Ecuador as not having opportunity? Like what was it like, like when you were there, like younger, were people not having jobs like what was it what was different don't forget that we uh, ecuador is still a developed country mm-hmm. and that make the difference in everything education people here like for example the education here everybody have access to education over there people have access to education but it's difficult because poor families they cannot afford lunch they cannot afford to buy books for the kids. And the, when I was growing up, that was not something that the government provide to the to the kids, the poor kids. Oh, really? here, here you can see, you go to the elementary school, we offer breakfast, lunch, snacks. And that I think make a big difference. What years, like between what years were you like growing up in Ecuador? Say that again. Between what years were you growing up in Ecuador? Between uh, 59 to uh, 75. 75. Oh, wow. That's really amazing. In some ways, in some way, I say, when you look back, you say, like myself, I say Ecuador was like a, quiet, what's a different atmosphere? In some way you feel relaxed, you feel, and when you are in your country, you always feel safe. Oh, so you think, you think that Ecuador is safe? Safe in the way with your family, your friends that you grew up, you are familiar with environment, you are familiar with everything. When you go to another country, you have to learn everything. You have to learn the culture. You have to learn the language. You have to learn everything. And especially if you're coming young, it's easy. But if you're coming after, like, late on in your life, it's a little difficult to adjust yourself. 
to a new culture, a new language, a new environment. So what year did you decide you wanted to come to the U.S.? Well, it was very fast. It was 1980s. I graduated from medical school in 1987. And then in 89, I decided I took a test to go to England, uh, uh, like a, sco- of a scholarship visit or fellow. A fellowship to go to England to do generic. I passed the the written test, but I didn't know any English. So it's when I decided I have to go somewhere to learn. I have an end in Hackensack, New Jersey, and she told me, come over here. Come over here. I went to Hackensack. The thing is I started in Staten Island was, and that is when everything started without knowing the train, without knowing how the bus work. I did it. (laughs) I went the first day to the school just with the indications, what my aunt told me. And another aunt in Chicago, she called me the day before and she told me, okay, learn this. I don't speak any English. I need help. So it's what I did the first day after I arrived to from Staten Island to New York for five o'clock in the afternoon. You imagine Monday, a lot of people, the train, a lot of confusion in that station after the ferry dropped off. And I did it. I, I went looking for, for police because I said, what is this? I don't understand <laughs> what I have to do now. So happened it was a Spanish police and he helped me. He said, okay, this is what you're going to do. Take the train here. You are going to go one, two, three stops. After three, you get up and then you will go out from the train. And then you will see the bus, uh, 40 seconds, the bus uh, building, the bus uh, station. That was so funny. That was my first adventure in the United States. What was the immigration process like for you? For me, it was very easy. I have to tell you, at that, uh, at that time, uh, we got married with my husband, and we put the papers. It was very fast. Almost took uh, like a three months. In three months, I have already, everything was... I'm sorry. My pure green card. My green. I have my green card. So you had your green card first. It was very easy. The people and I went to Newark because we used to live in New Jersey, and we went to Newark. Everybody was so nice at that time. It was very very easy. I have to tell you. Was a little difficult to find a doctor to do all the tests that you have to go through all the medical tests that you have to 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 go through. Yeah, I feel like the process has become much more difficult recently. It sounds like it was uh, relatively easy for you before. 
was easy the green card and then a, a couple of years later I have to go back because they give you a green card for I don't remember for how many years and then you go back for the permanent green card. That was easy too, very, very easy. Then for the American citizen, I have to tell you the only stress for me was to make line, was a big line for the uh, fingerprints. And then the process was easy to take the test. The lady was a very nice lady, the, the immigration uh, officer, was a very nice lady. We talked first and then she told me, okay, we have to go through the test. Let's do it. She also gave me a copy because I said my daughter is waiting for, they have to, to do 10 <laughs> to get the better, the best score. And she gave me copy for my daughter. But it was very easy. I have to tell you, now I heard uh, people telling a story that is very time consumer, very... The officers are very not so nice like before. No, it's completely different. Seems like it, at least. I think after September answer, after September 11, everything changed. Yeah. That was, I think the, that was, I think, the point that made change everything. Immigration, everything. Even the traveling is so now so overwhelming to travel. Do you find it uh, more difficult to navigate this country now? I mean, I'm assuming no, but do you find it more difficult to travel around now than it was before? Or do you feel it, like it's more of a, it's easier for you? For me, it's easy. I have to tell you, it's easy is what make the now what make things a little difficult is to pass the security points sometimes they have to check you by hand that is a part that's difficult but then to travel inside united states is very easy it's no problem it's really no problem do you feel like you've made this country a home in the same way that Ecuador was a home for you? That, you know, now thinking you, you will never, never uh, will be 100%. United States will never be 100% my country. Always your heart is, one part of your heart is in your country. Hmm. That is something that you will never... You can pretend sometimes, okay, I'm an American citizen, but no, you are still where you're coming from. You cannot forget those uh, roots. And those roots, they need to be passed to our uh, kids. Yeah. It's very important. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important to, to learn it, to teach the kids your, your native language is what I did with my daughter. She learned Spanish first, and then when she had friends, she learned English. Because I always explained to her it's good to learn several languages. It was difficult for me. It was very difficult to learn English. 
in one point I was able to understand people, but I was not able to to speak. So it's always some kind of difficult in the in the in the in your path. But that made you strong. Those those difficult moments, those difficult at times make you strong. Yeah, adversity, I think, makes people strong. But again, it's hard, you know, especially for a country that seems like it doesn't want immigrants. It's hard to feel like it's a home. Now change. Now it's like you feel, uh, sometimes they say what I can hear. Sometimes when I hear all these uh, uh, things against uh, Spanish people, and I don't understand why, because this is a country that everybody is from somewhere else. I think people forget that. You're welcome. Yeah, a lot of people forget that, you know? That is something that we have to teach our kids, that this is a country that only the Latin Americans are from here. Then the rest, everybody came from Europe, everybody came from different parts of the world. And we make this country, we, who made this country big? Immigrants. I want to ask you one final question. If you could give one piece of advice to someone about to immigrate or maybe someone who is new to this country, what would it be? First, never forget your country. Second, try to learn it, the language, the culture, get involved in the culture. That is very important. Do not feel that you, are, you don't belong to here because you have to feel that you belong to somewhere. And that makes you feel safe when you know the language, you know the culture, you can navigate better in this country or in any country. Okay. Well, with all that being said, I want to thank you for sharing your story. That's all the time we have. And to our audience, remember, we're all immigrants from somewhere. You're welcome.